0: well good morning everyone welcome to week one of arrows so we're going to be talking for the next five weeks about the family and uh the relationships within the family and talking about um, how to more specifically as parents how to launch our kids without losing our mind Uh, so we're going to talk about living toward a target And, and you know i understand that Parenting and, and things inside the home, when you talk about family relationships, is such an important aspect of our lives. And it can be, you know, potentially bring great pleasure, great power, but you know, if it's not harnessed correctly, it can bring great pain as well. And and what happens inside the, the four walls of our home uh, can be a source of unparalleled joy or Enormous grief at at the same time. And so, uh, what I'm hoping and believing as we go through this series is that there's going to be relationships that are restored and rebuilt, and some of the things maybe that have been broken at some point in our relationships could be restored as well. And I think you need to be here all five weeks. Of course, I would say that regardless of how many weeks it is. But I think it's going to be so important that you get some of these things that we talk about as we go through talking about the relationships inside the family. And really, we have three things that we desire to do through this series. Number one, we desire to give you a new perspective And sometimes looking at something from a a different perspective or a new perspective really helps you get a better handle on it or at least some new ideas about what to do. And so we want to give you a new perspective. But secondly, we want to give you tools. Uh, We want to help give you some resources and some tools as it relates to parenting, as it relates to family relationships and dynamics. And on our website, thebridge.me, we have a page called arrows, so bridge.me slash arrows, and they each week the messages will be up there, the video of the messages, but also there's a resource page on there for parents. And so there'll be tools on there for you to things you can talk about with your kids, activities you can do, things like that. So we encourage you to make use of those tools. But then third, we want you to know that we wanna partner with you, that um, as parents, so sometimes we need to know that there's somebody else walking beside us that we can lean into and lean on. And so the bridge wants to be that for you uh, to partner with you along the way. Um, The title of the series is Arrows and we're going to form that into an acrostic. And so each week it's kind of going to give us a syllabus or a guide of where we're going and what we'll be talking about. And today as we kick off the series, we're going to start with the letter A and it stands for aim. We're going to talk about the aim of parenting or the bullseye that we're trying to hit as parent, as parents of children, and and really today is going to be kind of a little bit more, you know, philosophy a little bit. Uh, in the next few weeks, it's going to get a lot more practical. But today, I want to give you some things to think about and to consider as you think about the aim of parenting, as you think about the bullseye uh, for what you want for your children. I want to give you some thoughts, some overarching thoughts that kind of help guide those things. You know, it's like. Barry was talking about Barry is a partner with us at the bridge. He attends the regal campus But he's talking about all the things that you do before you ever take a shot You know, you're getting your stance right getting your alignment, right getting your aim fixed and focused and the pullback the release and all those things That's all before you ever take a shot And so today it's really kind of an overarching themes of, of what to think about before you ever try to launch the kids. All right. And so today we'll talk about aim each week in the series. We have a main passage that we're going to kind of go to each week. I'm going to give it to you in just a moment, uh, but it'll be like our launching point, And we'll talk about some other uh, places of scripture as well. But each week we're going to use this main passage. It's found in the book of Psalms. And it's one of two Psalms that Solomon wrote. Now, if you know much about the Bible or much about the book of Psalms, um, David, King David wrote most of those, but he didn't write all of them. Two of them were written by Solomon, who is David's son. Solomon was the third king in Israel, and he is said to be the wisest man that's ever lived. And so if that's the case, we could probably go to worse places to get some wisdom related to parenting, all right? And in Psalm 127, that's going to be really our primary passage that we'll look at each week. And we'll you know, kind of use that as a, a launching board from there. But here's what it says in Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. It is useless for you to work from early morning until late at night just to get food to eat. God provides for those he loves even while they sleep. So that's good news for some of you, you know. God's providing for you while you sleep. You already had that philosophy. I don't want to work from morning to evening, you know. I want to let God provide while I'm sleeping. That's good philosophy. Verse 3, he goes on, he says, Behold, children are a heritage and gift from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward. Not the fruit of the loom, that's underwear. This is a different thing. The fruit of the womb, a reward. He goes on, verses 4 and 5. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies at the city gate. It's this passage right here that we get the, the metaphor that we're using for the title, and as we talk about this, this series on parenting, that children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. You know, Solomon not only was wise, but he was somewhat creative as well. And then he understood that sometimes the way you say something makes a difference. And if you say something a, a, a different way than people have been hearing it, maybe it helps them to apply it a little bit better. Uh, in the book of Proverbs, where he writes most of his, his things, he talks about, you know, an he, 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 example, he could say, don't be lazy. But, you know, knowing that he says, don't be lazy, people would probably say, okay, whatever. But he says, look at the ants. The ants always have food to eat. Why is that? Because they're constantly working. They're constantly storing away from those times when there may not be as much food. And so in a way, he's saying, don't be lazy. And in the same way, he's looking at us and he could say, you know, hey, kids are important. So, you know, watch how you're parenting them. But instead, he says, children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Now all of a sudden, I mean, things have changed, right? Now all of a sudden, every home is an archery range. Every family is a quiver, and and the job of every parent is is like a warrior, an archer with arrows ready to launch them. Your imagination begins to fire off of all the ways that it would mean to launch our children And what that would look like. And so children are like arrows in the hands of an archer. What does it look like to aim our children? What is the target? What is the bullseye in aiming our children? I want to give you some truths about arrows, okay? And again, these are going to kind of serve as overarching uh, thoughts or concepts for you to think about. Because the way you think about your children really does impact the way you aim, And so we're going to give you some some thoughts about what arrows are like. First of all, arrows are uniquely similar. Arrows are uniquely similar. Now, at first glance of that, unique and similar are two opposite words, right? Something can't be unique and similar, but arrows are, and so are children. You see, arrows are unique. If If you do any kind of Cursory look on online, you know, or go to a sporting goods store, an archery store, you will find hundreds of variations of arrows. I mean, it's crazy. There's so many the, the the composition of arrows. You know, get aluminum, you've got carbon, uh, you you've got combinations of those. You got fiberglass. Um, the 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 fetchings on this. Some of them are feather fetching. Uh, some of them are plastic veins. Uh, some arrows are longer some are shorter uh, some are thicker some are slimmer some go faster some go slower uh, you got every kind of variation out there some are more colorful some are more camouflaged um, some have bullet points some have broadheads they have all kinds of variations of arrows different colors different compositions different reasons for their for why they're made some of the Some of the the fetchings, they're, they're made straight, you know, just so the arrow flies straight. Some are offset a little bit, so the arrow have a spin to it. All these different variations, almost like no arrow is the same. But that's true about children too, right? See, our children have all kinds of different personalities, likes and dislikes, passions and pursuits. They have different looks, they have different abilities, they have different temperaments, they have different talents, different skills. There are no cookie cutter arrows, there are no cookie cutter children. And as parents, we really do a grave disservice to any child that we try to conform to the image of some other child. And so we, we do that a lot, and I don't know that we do that on purpose, but we do it by comparing. You know, we, we, we compare occasionally maybe our children to the children down the street, or maybe children in their classroom, or maybe other children in your own home. And we compare, we kind of say, you know, if you'd be more like so-and-so, or If you would think more like so-and-so, if you would act more like so-and-so, or if you were a little more smart than you are, if you were a little more athletic than you are, a little more popular than you are. And we make these comparisons all the time. And when we're comparing, anytime you make a comparison, whoever it is you're comparing, be it your child, your spouse, or whoever it is, somebody's going to end up on the short end of the stick. Somebody's not going to measure up, and it's typically going to be your child or whoever it is you're comparing. You see, comparison is like weighing someone on tipped scales. You're asking somebody to step on the scales, but they're already tipped in another person's favor. You see, the reason that that is because when you compare your child to the child down the street or the child in their class or whoever... What you're doing is you're looking at everything you know about your kid. The good, the bad, the ugly. And you're comparing that to a sliver of what you know about this child. And it's usually going to be a good sliver. But you don't know who that child is. You don't know what they're about. But when we make those comparisons, there's no way our child will ever live up to that. It's a tip scale. And so instead of comparison, what if we chose to celebrate instead of compare? What if we chose to celebrate the uniqueness of our child? What if we chose to celebrate how our child is different, how our child has been created different? What would it do to the heart of your child for you to be proud of him or her? Because they were created differently than some other child. What would it do to your home? To know that we don't all look the same. We don't all act the same. We don't all have the same personalities or gifts or temperaments. But you know what? We're going to celebrate those differences as opposed to try to get everybody to look the same. Everybody to conform to one image. What if we celebrated instead of comparison? Kids are unique. Arrows are unique. But there's a similarity about them as well. There's a similarity about every child. And the scripture talks about that every child is a blessing. Every one of them. Regardless of the circumstances that brought that child into the world. Regardless if you are ready to have children or not. Regardless of any of those things, that every child is a blessing. In fact, we just read these things in, in, in Psalm 127. Psalm 127.3, it said, children are a gift and a reward. One twenty 127.5, it said, how blessed is the man or how happy and fortunate. Really, the way that it kind of rolls out, it's like how happy, 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 you know, bringing a little duck dynasty into it. How happy, happy, happy is the person whose quiver is full of them that every child is a blessing and not a burden. But they may feel like a burden every once in a while, right? But they're not, and anytime we're viewing them, we have to view them as like, this is a blessing from God, that God has blessed us with this child. Even though at times it feels like a burden because sometimes even blessings can feel like a burden. But they're a blessing in your home. Every child is a blessing. And I get it. Parenting is hard. And parenting, cha- I mean, your life changed in a moment, right? I mean, it was just the two of you. Then all of a sudden, in a moment, you got to smack, why, it's a boy, it's a girl. Oh, my gosh, what in the world are we going to do? I mean, your life changed that quickly. Because when it was the two of you, right, it was like, you want to go out somewhere? Sure, let's go out. You want to get away for a couple of days? Sure, let's get away for a couple of days. Now going out is like a, you know, it's a major planning process. Like you're, you know, doing a major military operation or something, right? It's like, you want to go out? Yes, but what will we do with the offspring? You know, it's like... You know, well, do we know any babysitters? Yeah, okay, what about, how much do we pay? We pay that much? Okay, I guess we can go to the Golden Arches, maybe. I mean, where are we going to eat? We don't even have any money left, and now we're going to leave. What time do we need to tell them to put them in the bed? We, do we lay out the pajamas? Do we, did we have food? Do we have bottles? It's just all these things you've got to think about. It's not just, let's go. You know, when it was just the two of you, go wherever you want to go, do whatever you want to do, whenever you wanted to do it. Not anymore. Now you got another responsibility. It can feel like a burden. And then, you know, you ever taken children to a restaurant? <laughs> right? I mean, you go to a restaurant with children, you've got yelling and screaming and throwing food, and then the children start acting that way. <laughs> and it's like, what are we doing here, right? You're trying, to, you're trying to entertain them, discipline them, and feed them all the while having every other adult in that place look at you and you know judging you, right? And you know that's going on. And then you've got, you know, bedtime and bath time and brushing teeth. That can be a fiasco. When our kids were little, I mean, inevitably, it would wind up with somebody running around naked. It wasn't Trina or me running around naked, right? We, we did at one time, but not anymore, right? Now you've got these ones, they're running around naked. You get into bed, you're like, you know, do you, you want to get naked and run around? just like, no, nah, I'm just too tired. That's just, it seems like a lot of work. I'm like, you're right. Right? It just changes. And then you ever try to travel on an airplane? with I me? Mean, just forget about it. Don't even do it. I'm just telling you. When when our boys, we didn't have our daughter yet, our, our boys were a little, uh, Preston, our oldest, was about three, and then Landon was less than one. And I was in Fort Worth working on my doctorate. And and I got very ill up there and had to have an emergency appendectomy. And so I had a car up there that I had to get back and I couldn't drive it back. So Trina had to fly up there with these two boys. And so she's on this airplane, trying to nurse one of them and wrangle the other one, keep them kicking the seat and all that kind of stuff. And then about that time, the one she's nursing has a blowout in the diaper. Yo, yeah, it was bad. Everybody on the airplane knew it too. (laughs) So then there's the walk of shame, right? You gotta try to go to the bathroom with this blowout diaper and everybody's like, you know, doing this as you're going by. You're in the bath, she's in the bathroom trying to change the diaper of this one. She's got both of them in there now. Trying to change the diaper of the one that's screaming and crying while trying to keep the other one from playing with the water in the toilet. And it's like she was going nuts. She shows up to me in Fort Worth looking worse than I did after having surgery. I'm feeling sorry. I'm like, you want to get in the bed? I'll I'll stand up and do something, you know. (laughs) Children are a blessing. They're not a burden, right? See, you single people in here, you're like, that's birth control right there. We are not having kids, right? (laughs) But they really are. They really are a blessing. And we, sometimes, sometimes the way we look at that, it really does make a difference. It it feels like a, a blessing and a burden can both feel the same. They both feel heavy. See, see, parenting, being a parent is a weighty responsibility. It's not something we take light. It's not some trivial obligation. It's a weighty responsibility. And a blessing, man, a blessing can feel heavy. And the heavier the blessing, the, the stronger you have to be to carry that. And the more faith you have to exercise to see it for what it really is. The Apostle Paul was talking in 2 Corinthians in the New Testament, chapter 4, verse 18, he said, So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. See, if we parent without looking through the eyes of faith, All we will see are the problems. And all we will sense are the things that are so burdensome. But if we begin to look at parenting through the eyes of faith, then maybe we begin to see the possibilities, the eternal possibilities of what God wants to do through the lives of these children. And maybe the things that look and feel so burdensome and heavy begin to fade a little bit. It's not that they go away completely. They they never go away completely. But our gaze begins to focus on the things that are not seen. The things that God is doing that we can't see in the moment of those problems. But that God is working and using to do something amazing down the road. Children are a blessing, they're not a burden. Like arrows, they're uniquely similar. But arrows are also, well, let me tell you this, let me tell you this one little thing. Somebody told me this one time, and it's so true. When you're parenting, the days will seem really long, but the years are short, and it is so true. When you're parenting, man, those days seem excruciatingly long, right? Oh, okay, we got to discipline again for the 14th time, you know? It's like, when will this day ever end, you know? I used to call home, and, and I'd say, you know, hey, how's it going? And I could hear on the phone, Trina was frantic. And she's like, you know, the, the, your boys, have, they've torn these things apart. The dog has pooped everywhere. The house is in chaos. When are you coming home? I said Thursday. You know, I'm not <laughs> coming home today, right? Look, the days can seem really long, but the years. I got two adult boys and our baby daughter is about to be a senior this year. They go by quick. And if we're not careful, we will miss the blessing in the mess. We will miss the beauty of that mess and all the blessings that surround it. They are uniquely similar. Secondly, about arrows. Arrows have a purpose. Arrows have a purpose. doesn't matter how different each of those arrows may be. They all have the same purpose. Hit the target. That's why they're created, hit the target. Every archer, their whole thought is, I've got to aim in such a way to hit the target. And as parents, our job, much like an archer, is to aim our kids in such a way that they would desire to chase after and pursue the purpose for which God's created them. That every one of our children have been created on purpose and for a purpose. And as parents, what we desire, what we want, our purpose is try to aim them in the direction that they would pursue that purpose that God's created them for. That they would, they would live and understand as David did in, in the book of Psalms 139 And David is talking to God and he says this, he says, you, God, have formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in a secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. See, the goal of us, our our, our aim as parents, our goal is to help our kids understand you have been shaped and formed very carefully and skillfully. You are mysteriously complex, but God has designed you specifically the way he wanted you. You're not a mistake, but you are a perfect creation that God has put together. That's the way David understood it. Our kids need to know that. Our kids need to understand that. As God said to the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament, Jeremiah was a prophet to the, to the, the nation of Judah. And here in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, God said to him, before I made you in your mother's womb. I knew you. Before you were born, I chose you for a special work. He said, Jeremiah, I've called you to be the prophet in the nation of Judah. I, before you were ever even born, before you were ever even thought about, I knew you. And before you were ever even conceived, I had a special calling on your life. I had a plan for your life. See, part of what we want our kids to understand as their parents is that, listen, you are not a mistake, you are not an accident, that God carefully and skillfully created you and made you and has a purpose for your life. You are not an afterthought or an accident. God had planned for you and he created you with a purpose that was set in place before the foundations of the earth ever got set in place, that you are on the heart and mind of God Almighty. God has a purpose for your life. And you will, out of all the things you can pursue in life, and there's a lot of important things to pursue. Pursuing a you know, a school to go to, pursuing good grades, pursuing athletics, pursuing a career path, pursuing relationships. All of those are, are, are good things. All of those are important things. And out of all the things that you can pursue in life that are important, the most important thing, the ultimate thing, is that you would pursue God and the purpose for which He created you. Jesus said it in, in Matthew 6.33. Jesus said it this way. He said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. That you are to seek after God. You are to seek after the plan that he has for your life. And you're to do the best that you can to live for him. Nobody's perfect in that. But you do the best you can to live for him. And if you do that, then God will supply everything you need to fulfill the purpose that God created you to fulfill. You have a purpose. You are created on purpose. Arrows have a purpose. Third thing about arrows, arrows extend our reach. Arrows extend our reach. See, arrows go further and higher than the archer or warrior could ever go. And as parents, we want our kids to understand you will go farther, you will go higher, you will achieve greater things than I could have ever dreamed of accomplishing you will accomplish those things. God has created you in a way for you to accomplish those things. The arrows extend our reach. They go farther than we could go. And see, as their parents, we need to help them understand, not only does God have a plan for you, but God wants to do amazing things through you. What what would it do in our homes? That's rain. Everybody hear the rain? I can see everybody looking at each other like, what is that? What is that? It's rain. Rain is a blessing from God, okay? Unless we get too much of it, then we don't think it's a blessing. But anyway, what would it do in our homes if we created like this, this supercharged atmosphere of expectation of what God was going to do through the lives of our kids. I mean, what if we really continue through our words, our actions, our prayers, if we created in their hearts this expectation that God wants to use me in an incredible way, that God wants to do through me things that that I can never even really imagine at this point. That, that, that he didn't just create me to be ordinary and just kind of blend in and go with the crowd, but He created me to do some incredible things in life. Well, what would it do? How would it change the trajectory of our children? If no matter what school they went to, no matter what city they lived in, no matter what career path they chose, that they believed that God would do exceedingly abundantly more than anything I can ever do alone. That God wants to use me, my life, to go farther, higher, do greater things than I can even imagine at this point. What would that do in our homes? What would it do from this point forward, from the womb forward, through your prayers and the words that you speak? If you do nothing but speak in such a way that created this sense of anticipation and expectation of how God would use them. That's different, right? And some of you may be doing that. And I, I'm so thankful for you. I can't say that I did it all the time, and I'm the preacher. But how would it be different in our homes if we did? In the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, Moses writes this, he writes in Deuteronomy twenty-eight thirteen, if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. See, the head guides where the animal goes, the tail just follows. What if our kids understood that as I follow after God and I do my best to live for him, that God intends for me to be the head, not the tail, that he intends for me to lead out and to do incredible things to make a difference in this world and not just follow along where everybody else is going. That God has designed me to be a difference maker to make an eternal impact in this world, to be this incredibly bright light in a world that is growing increasingly dark. Arrows extend our reach. The fourth thing about arrows is that arrows are a weapon. Arrows are a weapon Solomon used this, illustri- this analogy on purpose. I mean, he said, children are like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Arrows are weapons. They're an offensive weapon. They're not a defensive weapon like a shield. Arrows are designed to go behind enemy lines and to take names. Okay? They're an offensive weapon. And our kids, Solomon says, our kids are like those arrows to be launched out into this world. See, now I get it, sometimes I hear, I've heard parents say, and maybe you've thought these kind of things in the past, that you look out in this world and you go, man, this world is just too messed up, it is too crazy, it is too dangerous, it is too disturbed to want to bring a child into it. I would challenge you to flip that and say, because this world is so messed up, because this world is so crazy, because this world is so dangerous, I wanna launch some arrows out into it. I wanna launch some arrows out into it to be difference makers. challenge you to look at it a different way. There was an old Australian preacher by the name of F.W. Borum, he said this, when God sees that in this poor old world, a wrong needs righting, or a truth needs preaching, or a benefit needs inventing, he sends a baby into the world to do it. And 2,000 years ago, that's exactly what took place. As God looked at this world that was becoming increasingly sick because of sin and shame and guilt and regret, God's solution was to send his own son into this world as a baby. He launched an arrow into this world that would die on a cross and be raised from the grave so that anyone who believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And my my hope and my prayer is that we would be the kind of parents that would look at this world and and, and we would say, I can see that man, the world is messed up, but you know what? I believe that God has gifted me, has blessed me with the children that I have and I wanna cherish every child and the uniqueness of every child that God has entrusted to my care. And I wanna teach them what it looks like to pursue the purpose for which God has created them And when it comes time, I don't want to hold on to them and try to shelter them from the the disease of this world. But I want to launch them out into this world so that they would do greater things, that they would use their abilities and their skills and their talents and their personalities and their gifts to make an eternal difference and impact in this world, that they would go further And higher than I ever dreamed imaginable. And they would take back some of what the enemy has stolen. See, I believe if we become parents that fix our eyes on that kind of target, that we will see a generation be raised that does exceedingly more than anything we could have ever dreamed possible. And that God would use them in amazing ways. So my encouragement to all of us as parents is that we would establish our stance, we'd stand firm, we'd fix our eyes and our focus on the target And we would loose the arrows that God has given us. And they would make a huge difference in this world. Let me pray for us, okay?